This is a Federal News Network podcast. The sudden surge of federal employees teleworking is forcing the Homeland Security Department to make some new changes to its cybersecurity guidance. Federal News Network has learned the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency will be releasing interim guidance to agencies for how to reduce the latency of virtual private networks and government cloud services like Office 365. Federal News Network's executive editor Jason Miller broke the news of this memo. Jason joins me now with what he's found. This new guidance, Jason, what will it tell agencies to actually do? The goal of the new guidance is really twofold, Tom. First is to give agencies some flexibility, right? Hey, as you connect to your data and your applications, you can do this in in a way that's maybe a little bit easier than you're doing today, which is under the old Trusted Internet Connections or TIC 2.0 requirements. Now, DHS is saying we're going to bring in a use case from the new TIC requirements, which were just released back in December, these use cases. Uh, there's two of them released, and then there's a bunch more that are coming. One of those two use cases, which are in draft form still, is for what they call branch offices or remote workers. Now, these are people who are outside the, the headquarters boundary. These are people who maybe uh, are, are linking in from a field office in the middle of, of nowhere or even in a major city, but they're just not in that what they call the trust Internet connection uh, area, which, which would go directly through the tick to the outside Internet. And so is the fact that basically every employee now is a branch agency, is that why they're doing this? Exactly. And what we've seen over the, the last just couple of weeks is agencies, and not, not everyone, but certain agencies are really having a hard time with their virtual private networks and connecting to government clouds. So what there's what this interim guidance does is helps agencies understand, number one, what if you to have a direct connection from a branch office to a cloud service, what are the security rigor around that? If you have a branch office connection to the cloud service, but you're going through a, kind of an intermediary step uh, where maybe through the bigger agency campus, what's the what's the requirements around security for that? And then finally, if you have a branch office who's connecting directly to a cloud service through a cloud broker, so think of a lead systems integrator type thing. You may go to get to Amazon through you know, an SAIC or a General Dynamics IT type of vendor approach, or through your own data center approach, there. how do you secure that? And how to make those things easier and less latency. I think that's the big deal. People having connections that drop off, having problems connecting. When too many people are on the VPN, things slow way down, so downloading documents. All of that's been some of the problems we keep hearing, and this is trying to solve that. Now, Tom, remember, one big thing about this is it's just interim guidance. This is not final, but because the problem is happening today and now, the Homeland Security Department and the Office of Management and Budget said, okay, let's push this, sure. this use case out right away. Yeah, the whole world is turning into Instacart, I guess, with all of this remote usage. Now, this is temporary interim guidance. What else should agency expect later this year when it comes to more on Tick 3.0? You're right, Tom. This is temporary guidance because they're just trying to relieve the pressure right now, today. So this interim guidance will actually only go through the end of the calendar year 2020. In the meantime, the Homeland Security Department continues to work on the five draft guidance documents that they put out back in December timeframe. Of those five draft documents, as I mentioned, there are two use cases, one for you know traditional tick setup, one for this branch office. Then there'll be three others that are coming, including one around zero trust and potentially one around mobility. What DHS is doing is trying to kind of look at where the connections are coming from 
and making sure that there's a way for agencies, you know, best practices, lessons learned, whatever we want to call it, for, and, and, and the requirements to connect back to those different setups. Now, what DHS has been doing over the last few weeks and, and months is looking for agencies to maybe lead the effort on the use case. Vice versa, agencies have been coming to DHS to say, hey, we want to do a use case for this type of thing, whether, again, it's, it's mobility or, or, or another approach to uh, the trusted Internet connection. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And let's switch gears for a minute. Uh, Something else in your reporter's notebook on GSA's Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, you were mentioning that last week, and cutting off the use of the old contracts so so agencies can get on with the new. New details you've got. What's going on there? So when I talked to GSA last uh, for last week's story, one of the things that they said was they expected a, a lot of agencies to make task order awards under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions EIS contract by March 31st. GSA had expected 9 of 17 large agencies, 11 of 25 medium agencies, and 38 of 181 smaller micro agencies. I asked GSA for an update, and this is uh, now as of uh, April 2nd. And the 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 what came what actually happened was stark, and, and and just shows again, Tom. There's a lot of concerns, a lot of frustrations out there about the delays in EIS. The reality is one of 17 large agencies ended up making their task order award by March 31st. Four out of 25 medium agencies made their award, and five out of 180 smaller micro agencies made their award by March 31st. Now, to be fair to GSA, this is preliminary data. We will see an update of the entire second quarter on around May 15th, so we'll know a little bit more in another month and a half. But the point is, Tom, there's about 192 solicitations that are coming from all agencies for EIS, and the fact is only 10 instead of about 60 made it out the door by March 31st, as expected. That just proves a couple things, Tom, that we've been reporting on. Number one, that this summer will be incredibly busy for vendors under the EIS contract, and two, agencies are still at huge risk of potentially uh, experiencing more delays, not meeting transition deadlines, and experiencing more costs than they really should be experiencing. And at this time, it's interesting, Tom, because IT modernization has been playing such a big role in the coronavirus effort, meaning if you modernized, if you had spent money to modernize your IT, you're having maybe an easier time than if you didn't. I was going to say this EIS idea kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier, because now that people understand, agencies understand the challenges of all this mass remote working, you would think they would want to go ahead with EIS upgrades in such a way as to accommodate it again in the future. It could happen again. Exactly. And I think that the telework issue is really just exacerbated this bigger issue of the trusted internet connections and the fact that agencies all of a sudden have to go through this additional layer of security. And what DHS and, and GSA are saying is you don't have to go lose any rigor. You just have there are better ways to ensure that there's security, that you are, your data, your applications are not going to be hacked or you have to worry about losing anything, but it doesn't have to cause latency. And I think that's that's part of what the EIS can do, part of what the DHS interim guidance can do. This all really does fit together for for agencies to really try to ease the pain of all these teleworkers on their network at once. Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. 
Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.